Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 649. Well, I, I don't think there was ever a point in, in time in my career that I wanted to give up. I just don't have a lot of quit in me. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and very excited to introduce today's very special guest, Mike Skinner. Hey, Mike, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am always buckled up and ready for a fun ride. (laughs) Oh, great. Very nice to have you here. Mike Skinner's racing career spans over 40 years. He started racing in 1975 on an old wrecked Plymouth road racer. He ran on dirt tracks, winning three championships, racing at night while holding down a day job to pay for that track time. He's raced stock cars to NASCAR trucks both in the USA and abroad, and in 1995 he was the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion. Mike's worked in television, radio as a personality, and today you can find him racing his NASCAR trucks up the hill at Goodwood Festival of Speed, running in vintage racing events, and co-hosting Skinner Roundup on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Mike supports charities through the annual Skinner Roundup for charity events and serves as a spokesperson for Hope for the Warriors, a military nonprofit dedicated to restoring self, family, and hope for post-9-11 service members, veterans, and military families. And in 2013, Mike was inducted into the West Coast Stock Car Hall of Fame. Very cool. Congratulations for that. So, Mike, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about your incredible lengthy career in racing and driving. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about that career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Oh, my gosh. It seems like yesterday that uh, that I was racing at uh, Susanville Fairgrounds Raceway in that 71 Plymouth Roadrunner, and it was just, uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, it's, it's a NASCAR career, a racing career, period, is a lot like riding a roller coaster, man. There's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs, there's a lot of sharp corners, there's you know, there's a lot of bumps in the road. And oh yeah. Over the years, I've I've got to experience a lot of different things and meet a lot of great people, and uh, you know, we've had a lot of success, we've had some adversity, but for the most part, we're still here talking about it. So that's that's a real positive thing for me after some of the spills and and things that's happened along the way. I can only imagine what a career in racing must be like. Yeah, definitely ups and downs and 
some walls to be hit and some flat tires to deal with and all the other things that you have to go through. And we're going to learn a lot more about you, what you've done in the past and what you're doing today. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guest for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success over the years. It's a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? Mike, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Well, you know, the the success story for me is I, I do love automobiles. I love speed. But uh, success in my life has is, is been able to have two great sons, and they each have two sons apiece. Wow. And, you know, to, to be able to watch them grow and watch them succeed in, in what they what their accomplishments are. And they're still in racing. We own a race team. It's a small race team that I own with a partner and my sons. And uh, we just really, really enjoy watching them take the take the wheels and, and, and you know, buckle up and go for their fantasy ride. And yeah. uh, they're both great drivers, but now they're uh, running a race team. And dad just kind of sits back and watch things happen. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about that race team. What kind of cars? How do, where do they run? What series? Well, it's uh, the pro late model cars, and we develop drivers. We have a young driver right now named Carter Stokes. Uh, I think he's won six out of seven races or something, or six out of nine races this year wow. at, at New Smyrna Speedway in, in, uh, in, in just down a little south of Daytona, Florida. And, uh, you know, our cars are always fast. And, and what I, what I admire about what the boys do, the boys seem to make the rule book thicker every year because they're very <laughs> yeah. innovative. Yeah. They don't cheat, but they take the rules and they interpret them like NASCAR crew chiefs do. And they, they said, okay, if they say this is what we can have, we're going to make it better. We're going to make it lighter. We're going to make it stronger and we're going to win with it. And that's what they do. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an honor to, uh, to get to watch the, the fruits of my labor, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, they listened to old dad, you know, saw, <laughs> saw what I was doing and saw some of the things and the innovations and different things that we did along the way. Yeah. And uh, I remember in 1995, we made the rule book a lot thicker over the course of the year, and, and uh, they're, they're carrying on a family tradition. Well, I like that phrase, we make the rule book thicker. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Very, very nice. Well, I want you to go back in time for a few moments. Go way back in time and tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars and racing. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that, you know what, I'm going to be a race car driver? There really is. And and what happened is I had a really good friend of mine named Alan Costa. And he was winning all the local dirt track races around Susanville, California. And he was... uh he was a, he was a star, man. He he always had he had really fast street cars. He he drove uh, Dodges and Plymouths and and had a, a a Super B and he was just an inspiration to me. He was in the well drilling business and so was I back then. I was a well driller, and uh, I got ran off the road one night with uh, with a seventy one Roadrunner. And Alan said, Mike, you need to make a we called them hard tops back then. You need to make a hard top out of that car because it's extremely fast. And you're crazy, and I think you do good. And uh, <laughs> so the next thing you know, we're knocking windows out, putting roll cages in, and, and kind of the rest is history. I, I took right off and started winning races, and uh, I thought I wanted to be a billiards professional, play play professional pool. And, and when I was young, I was pretty good at it. And once I found out that I was way better at driving a race car than I was shooting pool, I 
decided to, to make a, a turn in my life. And oh wow, uh, it was it was it was a cool moment. Uh, well, I think so. Going from drilling to billiards to racing cars. Man, well, that's an interesting path, an interesting journey. So we're all happy that you chose that one, definitely. Well, Mike, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty. Certainly something you're not afraid of. And this is almost a, a silly question to ask a racer, but I want you to share a huge challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. Maybe it was a point in time where you went, I got to hang this up. This isn't the right thing for me. But the most important part of these challenges we face has to do with what they teach us and how we overcome them. So take us to that point in time, kind of walk us through it, and tell us how you moved forward and came out on the other end. Well, I, I don't think there was ever a point in, in time in my career that I wanted to give up. I just don't have a lot of quit in me. <laughs> Another great quote there. I had a couple of really bad crashes. I had a right front tire blow out running about 200 miles an hour Ooh. In, uh, in in Texas, and it uh, it was a pretty devastating wreck. I had a lot of injuries. I had on vertebrae, I had broken ribs and broken wrists and tore up knee, and it goes on and on and on and on, all the injuries that I had. And, you know, I I, I, I said, you know, is this is this worth dying for? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just yeah. don't know if, 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 uh, if, if this is worth all of it. And that moment struck me for about five seconds, and I went, hell yeah, it's worth it. It's what I do. <laughs> it's what I love to do, and I couldn't wait to get back in the car. Yeah, yeah. You know, what comes to mind is that you hear of drivers and injuries and accidents, and I've had plenty of drivers as guests here on Cars, yeah, who've been through very traumatic crashes and injuries and things. Uh, Tommy Kendall comes to mind as he's my 500th guest. You know, I think when you're you're so passionate about something like racing that you are, nothing is going to get in your way. So what is it in your mind that allows you to overlook the dangers? Because a lot of people who don't understand racing or don't race they go how can you do that it's so dangerous why would you do that so what is it in your mind that allows you to just step past that i really don't know what it is in a in a professional athlete's mechanism that makes them do what they do but there's certain parts of every professional athlete whether it's a golfer a football baseball race car driver you know whatever you do whatever you do the guys that really are the best in the business have some different chemistry. They they have a, a, a sixth sense of how to anticipate what's going to happen next and, and how to react to something. You have mm. to have very, very quick reaction times, obviously. But it's just, uh, I really honestly don't know, but I know that people are different. Mm. Uh, a good friend of mine is Tony Stewart, and, I, and I've watched Tony over the years when he was at the, when the, all the odds were against him, find that extra gear and be able to to excel and and move forward and i think most professional athletes have that extra gear when they need it yeah that spirit of competition uh, and that never give up attitude i think that's the key right there i hear that from every single racer that i've talked to never ever give up well let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum i'd love for you to share one of those career aha moments maybe it wasn't when a time when you decided nascar is the path i'm going to take or maybe it was something later on but Take us to one of those career aha moments and walk us through it and tell us uh, how you turned that into a success. You know, it's it's really weird because I really always looked at NASCAR would, would have been the path that I liked to take. I loved IndyCar, too. I really, really liked the open-wheel cars that ran over 200 miles an hour. I loved speed. But I think, you know, one of those moments is when, when I got that phone call from Richard Childress and 
the first, you know, I basically blew him off the first time he called me. I thought he was offering me a job driving the transporter and <laughs> it, actually he was offering me a job in, in NASCAR to drive in the, in the, in, it was called the super truck series at the time. It was a camping world truck series. And, uh, you know, it was just, a, a, amazing the opportunities that it's, that it's given me. And, uh, it's one of those things where we have had a lot of fun with it, but that moment is when Richard Childress looked across his desk and, and offered me the job to, to be a professional race car driver. Wow. And I had to have a poker face, uh, ask what it paid. And when he told me, I wanted to just reach across there and hug him because <laughs> it was a lot more money than I'd ever made in my lifetime. Yeah. And so it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, that was the moment in time for me that I went, wow, you could really do this. And, and I turned, uh, I turned my life around. I, I did a lot of things different. Very cool. Very cool. It's kind of funny. You said you thought he was offering you a job to drive his truck. Is that what he first said? I want you to drive a truck for me. And you thought it was the transporter? Well, actually, I was working full time for a man named Gene Petty, which is Richard Petty's first cousin. Okay. And I worked all the time. I didn't have time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that NASCAR was, was creating a truck series Mm -hmm. and uh, I had no idea. So when I got a call from a man asking me, uh, if I'd be interested in driving his truck in 19, you know, in, in, in the following year, I thought he was talking about the transporter. <laughs> and, and I knew that he, you know, was Richard Childress's, I mean, Richard Childress was the, the great Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s car owner. Yeah. And I, I kind of laughed. I said, no, nah, I'm not interested in that. But if Dale calls in sick, give me a ring. I'll go drive that three car for you. <laughs> and and kind of just laughed it off. And it took me a week or two to realize that the man was, offering me a job in nascar so oh my gosh needless to say i i called him back and went hey uh you filled that seat yet you still want to talk about yeah that? oh my god and uh, that's when i got the meeting with him and, and and decided to do it if you ever thought back and said man i came this close to missing that opportunity oh my gosh you don't even know so many <laughs> times it's it's and, and richard and i laugh about that we're you know it's it's crazy over all the years and all the different people i drove for there's only one or two people that i'm not still friends with that's a moment in my racing career that i'm probably the most proud of is things change yeah you lose jobs or you decide to take another path yeah and uh you know through all the people that i've I've ran across richard childress is actually one of my best friends today so Uh, uh, that's pretty special to me very nice well that was my next question you segued very nicely i was going to ask about a proudest career moment is that your proudest career moment, the fact that you've remained friends and, and had these contacts, or is there something else? Well, it's kind of funny because it's it's a twofold deal. And, and one is, you know, we won the very first truck race at Phoenix, and we, we, uh, we beat a, a, the, the NASCAR champion, Terry Labonte, to the line to do that. And then the very last race of the season, all we had to do is finish 16th. And we were racing against the, the great Ernie Irvin at the time was really on fire and was running well. And, and I, I drove my butt off and they kept coming on the radio going, Hey, let him go because, you know, you don't need to wreck with him and, and cost yourself this championship. And right. in that moment in time, I went, you know what? We, we got here from, from winning races and running up front. I'm not changing anything for this. I don't care about championships as much as I care about winning the very next race I'm in. And, and today is, is the next race I'm in, and it's the most important one to me. And that philosophy and that attitude 
cost me a lot over the years in my Sprint Cup career. Mm. But at that point in time in my life, that was that moment for me that went, you know what, I'm just going to drive my butt off and take whatever this sport gives. <laughs> Great. Racing fuel flows through your veins, my friend. That's for sure. Well, let's go back again in time and have a little bit of fun. I'd like you to share your first really special car. Now, this could be your first really special race ride, the car that you finally got in and said, man, this is what I want to be doing. But uh, share a special memory with that vehicle and describe what that was. Probably the, the, the car that comes to mind was actually a truck. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, a, a very, very close friend of ours. My mom had a little tavern and he was in the tavern. They were having beers and and a buddy of his tried to buy his old 55 Ford truck. It was an old F100 Ford truck. And uh, Lee uh, had bought that truck brand new in 1955. And he laughed at the guy and he said, I would rather give that truck to this kid right here than sell it to you. And the guy went, yeah, BS. And <laughs> Lee brought me over and he said, if I was to give you that old truck, would you promise me that you will keep it in your family forever? And I said, absolutely. So basically that truck goes to my son and then it goes to his son and so on and so <laughs> forth. We still have the truck. It's amazing. I've had it completely restored, but that wasn't my very, very first vehicle, but it was my very first vehicle that I ever had a driver's license that I could drive on the street. Yeah. And, and I still have it today. Very cool story. That's awesome. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a, a car you've owned that you really wish you had back? You know, there really is because when, when I, um, when I, there's been several cars, but I, I'll tell you one in particular that, that I always wish that I, that the one that I let get away that I wish I never would have is when I wrecked that, that 71 Roadrunner and bought it back from the insurance company and decided to make a, a race car out of it, a hard top. I bought a 72 Charger, mm. and there was I've only seen one other one like it ever, and it was black on black with a flat black raised hood, had the 440 Magnum in it, had all the bucket seats with the big pistol grip shifter. It was the most beautiful car you ever seen. Cool. And uh, when I got a little older and and I and started having children, I decided you know what I I don't I, I need something else, and I and I sold that car for $2,300. Mm. <laughs> and I went to the sale about two years later in Charlotte, North Carolina, saw one that wasn't the only other one that I've ever seen like it. It was sold for $23,500 and it wasn't near as nice as mine. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, ouch. <laughs> kind of let one slip away there. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Mike, we all had those stories. I've got a few of my own when it comes to uh, selling cars for kids and for college and school and buying them a car and all that stuff. So that's what we do when we're a great parent. So yeah, I understand. Well, let's talk about today. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what has you really fired up and excited today. I know you've got your racing team. You're working with your sons. You're also involved in some wonderful charities, your vintage racing, but what in particular has you really excited right now? You know, Hope for the Warriors has me really excited, and it's been really inspirational for me. I retired full-time about four years ago, and I didn't know what to do with my life. I'd, I was, I'd, I'd been the quarterback all these years, and then all of a sudden, you're the water boy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, I just really didn't know how to take retirement, what I was going to do with my life. And I'd had several concussions and, and my doctor was saying, you know, you probably need to find an exit strategy to, to full-time NASCAR racing. And so I, I did. And 
for about six months, I didn't know what to do. I went to uh, an event for Hope for the Warriors called Scarlet and Gold in Wallace, North Carolina. And let me tell you, I played golf with a couple of service members that had been shot up and blown up in Iraq. And I went back and told my wife, I said, listen, if I ever complain about anything again, just slap me because yeah. my problems and me, me feeling sorry for myself isn't even measurable. So yeah. uh, that was very, very inspirational for me. And it was a huge moment in my life when I probably took a selfish side of me and kind of tossed it away and said, you know what? My problems are very, very small if you look at other people's problems in this mm. world. So I'm very, very blessed. And I'm still a part of Hope for the Warriors. We do a lot of charitable things for them and try to raise money and, and grant uh, and help Hope for the Warriors folks grant uh, well wishes for people and and, and hope. And, and, you know, they, they rebuild their life and, and so they can have a normal life like the rest of us here on the United States that didn't have to go over and then get shot up for, for people, you know? Absolutely. Well, it's tremendous what you're doing, and I think there's a wonderful takeaway here. A couple of them that I hear as you talk. One is, I had a guest on the show, Alan Johnson. He, he's the guy that raced back in the 50s and 60s. He owned a Porsche dealership, several dealerships, and so forth. And I know who Alan Johnson is, yes. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and he said, he's about 80 years old now, and he said, I tried that retirement thing. It's not a good idea. <laughs> you know? And so he's very active today being a mentor and helping people and still active uh, trying to do some driving and things. And But the takeaway there that I heard from you is you got to keep finding a passion in your life, something to live for, and there's nothing better than living for helping other people. And what you're doing for warriors and for veterans, uh, there's not enough we can do for these folks, uh, especially the folks that have been through uh, harm in harm's way and injured and so forth, and their families too. So kudos to you for doing that. What a wonderful uh, epiphany that you discovered there. Uh, a new direction for your life. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Mike. Kind of a funny question, but I like to ask this. If you were a car, what kind of car would Mike be and why? <laughs> Boy, that's loaded all the way around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, modern day car. I love my Corvette. Ah. I have a extremely fast Corvette. Just under 800 horsepower. Oh, my all gosh. Out. Holy cow. And it is an animal. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that I do in my life now is, is I do some filming. And uh, a, a new show, uh, The Cat, kind of got out of the bag last night. It's called The Grand Tour. Ah, and yeah. And I'm uh, the American driver on that. And so I drive some pretty wild cars, and I give my opinion, which... You know, I don't get to drive very many American cars. American cars are really what I like. Uh -huh. so, yeah. Uh, you'll have to tune in and check it out. Sometime. I it's think cool. so. Congratulations. That's it's very on cool. Amazon, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody's been waiting with bated breath. So that's really cool that you're active in that. Thanks for sharing that. And just debuting last night, too. Very, very cool. Well, Mike, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find 
Cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week. Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Mike, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You've been a racer. You are a racer. You know what that means. The white flag's out. Time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice or racing advice you've ever received, and who was it from? <laughs> Never give up, probably from Richard Petty. <laughs> Absolutely. There it is again. Every single racer has answered that question the same. So I think there's a trend here to how to be a champion, and that's definitely it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? You know, I think uh, one of the things you have to have is stamina. And uh, I probably don't have very good stamina now, but I'm not driving race cars 500 miles a week anymore. But uh, having good stamina, good focus at the end of the race is very, very important because Mm -hmm. everybody's fuel tank, their body's fuel tank is full at the start of the race. You've got to know how not to run yourself out of gas before the end of the show. Mm, Very good advice. And, And obviously, too, as years have gone on and cars have gotten faster, being in good physical condition is oh so important. I don't think people that don't race realize the toll that a race takes on your body, not only mentally, of course, but physically as well. Now, how about a resource? Uh, there's a lot of great resources these days for us all to tap into, but is there one that you could share with us? I will tell you this, and I would say that if I reversed the question on you, you most likely would answer it the same way. My best resources have been my sponsors over the years. Uh I I was a factory driver for for Chevrolet. Mm -hmm. I've been a factory driver for Toyota when they came into the sport. And uh, I I think my sponsors, I mean, we have several sponsors on our radio show that uh, there's too many to mention. But I would say it's the people that support what what Angie and I do. I think those are our best resources. Absolutely. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read recently that you think the Car Show listeners should crack open and read? Well, everybody needs to read Jeremy Clarkson's books. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. 
Yes, very cool. Nice plug for that as well. So, uh, yeah, great. He's written some great books for sure. He's, he's a, he's a hoot. That's for sure. That's, that's, that's an understatement. A hoot? That's yeah. An understatement. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, ne- you've had the pleasure of meeting him. I've never met the guy, but just watching him, I can only imagine what he's like to be around. Oh my gosh, what a character. But that's what makes it all work, right? It makes it more fun for all of us as well. Well, listeners, you'll find all these great resources on Mike's show notes page at carsyad.com slash Mike Skin. Just type Mike in the search bar and you'll find that page. And there's also a great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books where the books Mike has recommended and all the past 648 guest books are listed there for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's an awesome resource if you enjoy reading and learning things. All right, Mike, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one collector car, I'll let you keep your Corvette. But one cool collector car, maybe this is a vintage race car, vintage race truck, or a vintage car of some kind in your garage, and money is no object. Today I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like because Christmas is coming, and that's the kind of guy I am. What would that vehicle be and why? You know, that's a really, really, really good question, and i just got to put it out there. I already have it. It's my old 55 Ford truck. I love it. Wouldn't take, wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. Uh, my last few guests have owned the car that they dream of owning, and I love it when I hear people answer that way because that means they've they've reached that point where they're so so comfortable with everything that uh, they've already got what they have. So I'm so happy to hear that. Plus, it's going to save me a few bucks today, so that's kind of a cool deal too. <laughs> well, some people say a Ferrari GTO. So uh, there's, I think there's one for sale right now for around sixty million dollars. So uh, that could get a little pricey. Uh, those cars are a pain in the ass. I don't, you know, I don't like European cars. There you go. Stay American. Well, Mike, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would. And I want to let the listeners know you're hearing a little background noise there. What's going on where you are today? What's making those sounds that we're hearing? I am at Homestead Miami Speedway for championship weekend. We are going to crown NASCAR. I say we. NASCAR is going to crown a champion tonight. Nice. In the Camping World Truck Series, a champion tomorrow night in the Xfinity Series, and a champion on Sunday in the Sprint Cup Series. So, wow. uh, it's kind of a special weekend to be at the racetrack. And, you know, since I don't like fast cars or a lot of noise or anything, I figured I might as well come here and check all this out. <laughs> I think so. So, so we're here, and I think you said some 800 horsepower trucks in the background there, screeching tires and running around the track doing some practice laps. We are, and uh, we also, it's a very, very special weekend for Hope for the Warriors. This is kind of wrapping up the end of the season, and, nice. and uh, our Drive for Hope program is two or three years old now, and it's going strong, and we bring uh, service members to several racetracks and let them get the whole NASCAR experience. And uh, oh, we, we, we break bread with them. We jaunt them around the racetrack and, and show them what, uh, what, what NASCAR is all about. And it's really, it's, it's pretty rewarding for me. Uh, yeah. Very nice thing that you're doing there. Well, I've really enjoyed your stories and learning more about you, Mike. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 55 Ford truck? <laughs> well, I just have to say, that life is good, marry up, and <laughs> drive your best favorite car that you ever wanted in your dream car. If you have those three things in your life, you don't need a whole lot else. I think you're right. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about what you're doing, about your race team, and about the events you're doing for the uh, the Warriors there? 
so they can get involved and, and contribute? Well, it's pretty easy. It's hope for the Warriors, and our race team is 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 under uh, a really cool banner. It's my son's. It's my son team, and uh, it's Race Car Solutions. Cool. And I think you know the rest of it. Angie and I are on Sirius XM channel NASCAR Radio channel ninety. Cool. We do about 22 shows a year. We're on all the off weekends, and we're on Sundays after a Saturday night race. So tune in, check us out. We'll be talking about all of our new ventures and uh, doing our stuff with Hope for the Warriors and our charities and various different things that we do in our race team. And when you come to Florida, come to Speed Weeks over to Short Track and watch our cars run around. There you go. What a nice invitation. Well, again, listeners, you can find links to everything Mike has shared on his show notes page how to connect with him, how to follow him, how to listen on the radio, how to help with uh, this wonderful cause that he and his wife and his team are involved in on Mike's show notes page at carsyad.com. Again, just type Mike in that search bar and his page will pop up. I encourage you to check out what he's up to. Hey, Mike, thanks for being so generous today and for taking a little time out of your uh, race weekend for us here at Cars Yeah. Thanks for sharing your expertise and your experiences with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road, buddy. All good, man. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.